and welcome to War Heroes, the podcast that tells you a war story that not many people have heard about. I'm your host, Emil Sandvik, and in today's episode, I am going to tell you about Operation Gunnerside. Operation Gunnerside was the codename for the sabotage of the heavy wood production facilities located in the hydroelectric power plant in Vemork, about 80 miles west of Oslo, Norway. After invading Norway in April 1940, the Nazis took control over the hydroelectric plant in Vemork, where they were also producing heavy water. Heavy water contains deuterium, which is a heavier form of hydrogen instead of a normal hydrogen, thus making the water molecule heavier. Nazi Germany needed the heavy water in order to create an atomic bomb, where heavy water is an important ingredient. The Allies feared that the Nazis could develop an atomic bomb before they could, and they wanted to delay their progress. However, they could not agree on how they were going to delay the Germans in the first place. The Americans wanted to bomb the hydroelectric plant, but the British favored a sabotage mission guided by Leif Trunsta. Trunsta was one of the people who designed the heavy water production facilities at Wehrmark, and his information proved to be very important for the Allies. Trunsta was strongly against bombing the plant because he knew that the heavy water production happened in the basement, and bombing the building would do very little damage to the production facilities. Furthermore, he also knew that it would endanger the civilian population living around in the area. Before I start talking about Operation Gunner's Side, I'm going to talk about Operation Grouse and Operation Freshman. Even though Operation Freshman was a disaster for the Allies, the Grouse team was essential for the success of Operation Gunner's Side. In Operation Grouse, a small team of Norwegian scouts were parachuted from a plane and they landed in the surrounding area to gather information and prepare the attack. The members of the Grouse team were Jens Anton Pölsson, who was the Grouse team leader, Arne Kjellstrup, Knut Haugland, Klaus Hellberg, and Einar Skinnerland. About a month later, in November 1942, Operation Freshman started. They were supposed to attack the hydroelectric plant at Wehrmark under the guidance of the Grouse team. However, due to a combination of bad weather and communication problems, the mission failed. One military glider crashed into a mountain, while another glider crash-landed. All the members of the Operation Freshman were either killed in the crashes or executed by the Germans. Furthermore, the Germans now knew that Allies were tugging the power plant in Wehrmark. However, they could not capture the Grouse team, who now had to survive in the wilderness with limited resources until the, the Allies could figure out their next move. Obviously, winters in Norway are very cold, especially when you have to survive outside in the mountains. However, all the members of the Grouse team were born and raised in Norway, so they were used to, used to the harsh weather conditions. It took about three months before the Grouse team, who were now renamed to the Swallow Group, were told that the British would send a new small group of Norwegian commandos to attack the heavy water facilities. This new operation was called Operation Gunnerside, and the team leader was Joachim Rønneberg. The other Gunnerside team members were Knut Haukeli, who was the second in command and also the leader of the cover squad, Fredrik Kaiser, Kasper Idan, Hans Storhaug, and Birgir Strömsheim. On February 16th, 1943, the Gunnerside team dropped from the plane under the cover of the night. When they landed, they had to travel for five days on skis before they eventually met up with the Swallow team. They started planning the raid, and on the 27th of February, they put their plan into action. There was only one access point to the hydroelectric power plant, and that was a ne narrow, heavily guarded suspension bridge. 
Therefore, the Norwegian commandos decided to clown down into the valley, cross a half-frozen river, and climb back up on the other side. When they were outside the power plant, Knut Haugli used a pair of metal cutters to get through the fence. The Norwegians made sure to be very quiet and not make any noise that would alert the German guards. When they were inside, the group split up. Four people were going to enter the building and plant explosives, while the other five would hide and look out for any German guards. The explosives group encountered a problem when the side door they planned to use was locked. However, Joachim Rennebarik found a tunnel that led inside, and Frederik Kaiser followed him. The group planted explosives around the heavy water production facilities, and then they escaped. At this point, the explosives group was split up. However, the two other members of the explosives team, Kasper Dilan and Birgit Stramsheim, were able to break down a window without making too much noise, and they soon found the other team members inside. The explosion was not as big as they thought it would be, but it did a lot of damage nonetheless. When the raid was over, the explosives team traveled to Sweden on skis, and a cover group decided to spread out um, on the mountain plateau. The Germans tried to find them, but none of the members of the cover group and explosives groups were captured. Furthermore, everyone escaped without a single shot being fired during the operation. Operation Gunderside was a success for the Allies. The Norwegian commandos destroyed more than 500 kilograms of heavy water, and the Germans had to spend time rebuilding the heavy water production facilities. The Germans could continued to produce heavy water at the Weimar plant for almost a year after the raid, but they never reached the level of production they had before the attack in early 1943. When discussing the outcomes of Operation Gunnerside, a lot of historians disagree on the significance of the operation. Some historians say that the Germans never planned on creating an atomic bomb, and Operation Gunnerside was therefore a waste of time and resources. However, a few historians say that Operation Gunnerside was a big success for the Allies, as it showed the Germans that they could sabotage them if they had to. I think I might be a little biased here, since I'm from Norway, but I think Operation Gunnerside was one of the biggest events that happened on Norwegian soil during World War II. Anyways, that is the story about Operation Gunnerside. Was this a story that you have heard about, and what do you think about it? Even though this episode was short, I encourage you to look into the history of Operation Gunnerside yourself, and maybe you find out some more interesting facts about the Norwegian resistance during World War II. Also, a movie about Operation Gunnerside was made in 1965, and it is called The Heroes of Telemark. You should consider watching that movie if you want to learn more. If you enjoyed this podcast, then you should rate and review this episode. Also, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to War Heroes, and until next time, stay safe.